Let's talk Clubhouse. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceSam player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicezam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicezam.com slash markscott. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur, and as always, ready to give you some more actionable, practical advice that you can use to start growing your voiceover business and finding new opportunities in fun new places. In fact, this week, we are talking about a new social network. Now, I guess maybe new isn't totally fair, but let's just say it's the newest social network. And that is Clubhouse, one that originally everybody was clamoring to get invitations to actually join the platform. But now that it's opened up to the public, anybody can go, anybody can hang out, anybody can learn. And so we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Clubhouse this week. Now, just before we get there, I want to remind you to subscribe so you never miss one of these podcasts ever again. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. I mean, literally everywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe wherever you prefer. And I'd also like to encourage you to take a minute to leave a review. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that you're enjoying the show. Let me know that you're learning from it as well. A five-star review would mean a ton to me. So you could do that as well at Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to listen. So Clubhouse is one of these platforms that in my mind, it's like, oh my gosh, do I really have time for another social media site? Well, no, not necessarily. But after listening to this interview, maybe I am going to have to check it out. So YouTube is for video. Twitter is for short thoughts and political fighting. Instagram is for photos. Facebook is, I would say, family and friends. LinkedIn is for professionals. We've got Social networks for nearly every person in every niche, including one now for audio, and that would be Clubhouse, which actually brands itself as the social audio app. One voice actor has embraced Clubhouse in a very big way, finding ways to use it for its networking and marketing power. Beginning in the early 90s, she was headlining music conventions in Canada, the U.S., and Europe with her band named Urban Tapestry. In 1995, she did her first voiceover work for the CNIB. She's an award-winning talent who has voiced for Kraft, Bose, Subway, and HGTV, to name a few. Welcome to the show, Jody Krangle, fellow Canadian. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. That's quite the intro. <laughs> we we got to get the whole fellow Canadian in there, too. Of course. <laughs> so I have to tell you, as I was reading through your website, I appreciated the fact that you talked about, I've been doing SEO since banner ads were a thing. And, oh, yeah. and that you were worried that, you know, that's kind of like dating you a little bit. And I it made me <laughs> laugh because <laughs> when I am working with voice actors and, and they often ask me to look at their website and every once in a while I will drop the this kind of looks like GeoCities. 
Oh, God. And, and Did they, they even know what you're talking and about? Ex- that's it. <laughs> Most of them half the time are like, what's a GeoCities? And I'm like, oh, no, my wow. gosh, I'm so freaking old. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> so I remember CompuServe. <laughs> I appreciate the, the whole banner ad thing because I remember like 1996, I'm working for a radio station and my program director says, we need to get a website. Oh. And I taught myself how to hand code HTML. Mm-hmm. And then that was step one. And then step two was figuring out how to use software to make animated GIF banners. Oh my goodness. That we could sell <laughs> to yeah. clients on our website. This is like 1996. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm so old. This is, but so I, I appreciated the fact that you were talking about that. You, you know, you, you said you're a little bit of a, a computer nerd, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> So I guess it should come as no surprise then that you would be somebody who is adapting to certain early technologies. So that's what you're here to talk about today is uh, Clubhouse is, I mean, for I would say it's probably the newest of the social networks. And I, I have to tell you, I literally know nothing about it. Before this interview, I downloaded the app mm-hmm. just because I didn't have a clue. So I was like looking through the app just to try to get a sense of it. So For the people like me who are clueless, just give us a a brief summary of what Clubhouse is. Oh, well, how do I put this? (laughs) That's going to be the trick. (laughs) Um, It's social audio, and actually it's not the only social audio out there. I know Twitter Spaces has something, and there's something called Green Room, I think, that uh, was rebranded from someone else. There's other ones out there. It's becoming a bigger thing. It's basically social media for audio only. So there's no video attached. There's no real typing. They have something like a little bit of a chat that you can have with individual people. It's called a back channel, I think, inside of Clubhouse. So you can text people just a little bit, but that's really not what it's for. It's basically a way for people to create rooms, have people on the stage speaking, have an audience, people can raise their hand and join in on what's happening on the stage. And I put stage in quotation marks because there's really no actual like drawing of, (laughs) you know, you're just kind of uh, seeing who can talk and who can't. (laughs) So the audience doesn't have a microphone you know, they can't actually unmute or mute their microphone. They don't they don't have those abilities when they're invited up on stage. That's when they're able to speak. But what I find happens with Clubhouse is that I get to know people in a social media kind of way much deeper than I do on most most other social media networks. Like I'll know people for years and years on Facebook. But if I hear them speak, if I actually have a conversation with them, I get to know them so much better and so much more deeply in a very short amount of time. So really, these are a great way to get to know people better. That actually makes a lot of sense to me because one of the reasons why I started doing 15-minute consults for coaching was I would go back and forth with the talent for two weeks via email mm-hmm. trying to answer questions or sort out a particular issue or whatever. And then I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. Let's just have a chat. And in 15 minutes, we could literally solve whatever we had been going back and forth via email with for for two weeks. And so it stands to reason that getting the opportunity to have that level of interaction would certainly make it easier to get to know somebody. So Mm -hmm. it's really pandemic proof networking 
right? Because it's, well, it's you know, yeah. same, same idea as if you were, you know, your local chamber of commerce puts on an event, you go, you hang out, you meet people, you talk, somebody's mm-hmm. usually on stage doing a presentation or whatever, except that, you know, for a lot of us, we haven't been able to do that for a long time. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you can kind of do that on Clubhouse, I guess. So anybody can launch a room about any subject. People can drop in and out as they please. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, pretty accurate. It depends on what you're going to do with it. I mean, I started a club. So what happens is all of the rooms that I'm scheduling happen under the club. So if someone belongs to the club, then they get in their schedule the the listing of things that are going to happen over the next little while. There's like a calendar that you can look at inside of Clubhouse and it tells you what's coming up or what the people you're following are doing. So you can sort of see, that's how you understand, that's how you'll find out what's in your feed per se, is the people you're following, what they're doing, you'll see based on who you're connected with, what they're doing. The same reason, the same way that you would with Facebook and LinkedIn, you know, whoever you're attached to, you'll see what they're doing. So that's one of the ways that it differentiates itself then is is through the scheduling. So you actually have a planned schedule of, on such and such a day at such and such a time, I'm going to be here. So and so is going to be my guest. And mm-hmm. people know that up front so they can plan around it. But then yes. I'm guessing that there's just kind of drop in opportunities at, at any point as well. Or is or is oh, that yeah. okay? Yeah, you can create whatever you want. So yeah, it's uh it's entirely possible. So there's definitely an element of organization and planning to it, which I think makes it kind of nice. It's kind of like how on Facebook, you know, I I do my free advice Friday every Friday or whatever. People Mm kind of know that that's going to be there. But uh, so having the ability to to schedule stuff out, giving people the opportunity to plan so that they can join. And I'm assuming they find that like, what do you go into Clubhouse and just do a search for voiceover and then you would find all the rooms that are connected to it? Is that how it works? Uh, You could. You could belong to a bunch of voiceover-related clubs, and then you're more likely to see what's going on in those clubs. And it depends on who you're attached to. So if you're following someone who's a voice actor and you're following a bunch of voice actors, you're probably going to see what they're into. And it's likely that they'll be in other voice-related rooms. So, yeah. But I I have to say that for for voiceover, I actually find Clubhouse more useful with connecting with clients or potential clients because I don't necessarily go into all of the voiceover-related rooms. I go into filmmaker-related rooms or content creator-related rooms or podcast-related rooms. I definitely use Clubhouse as an addendum to my own podcast. So, yeah, there's there's ways to connect kind of the same way that you do on LinkedIn. If you think about LinkedIn, yeah, it's nice to connect with our fellow voice talent. Uh, I love doing that all all day, every day. But when it comes right down to it, LinkedIn is a business network and that business network is working at its best when you're using it to connect with potential clients. So. You know, it really depends on how you use it. But I kind of use it as a combination of, you know, first of all, having a sort of addendum to my podcast because I have a room on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern when my podcast comes out on Wednesday morning. So and then I just scroll uh, scroll through different topics having to do with the power of sound, which is the name of my club. So I use that as an add-on, but I also use it to participate and and potentially speak with people who might look for voice talent or people who might want an intro and outro for a podcast or people who might be in the same industry but not actually voice talent. You know, there's 
all sorts of ways you can use this. I think this is one of the keys to any social media platform is determining what your end objective is, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are you trying to get out of this platform? Voice actors tend to connect with voice actors across every single platform, which means that we we get to see the exact same content across every single platform from the exact same audience. And it doesn't really serve an objective, at least from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to have that social interaction. But if you're looking to use it as a marketing tool, you have to obviously think about what is my end objective? Who's the audience that I ultimately need to be connecting with? So it sounds like you're using it for a little bit of networking, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of social, kind of all of the above. Is that fair to say? Yeah, pretty fair. Although I I also have managed to, when I'm running my own rooms, meet people who would make great potential guests for my own podcast. So I've had a couple of people that I've met over Clubhouse that I didn't know about before, and they've made really excellent guests for my podcast. Which is really cool to be able to, to mm-hmm. do that and come up with some, meet some new people to get exposed to some new takes, some new opinions, some new information or whatever. So I, totally. I like the sounds of that. So I guess the other thing about it is that in essence, it's kind of like a live audition, right? It can be. I know a lot of people use it that way. I'm not one of those people who likes to jump up on a stage and um, audition for people when they have those rooms. I really am not a fan of that. (laughs) But But, just the fact that they're listening to you talk. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, totally. You go into a room that's filled with producers, for example, and, and, you know, you're listening to the conversation that's happening there. But if you had the opportunity to get invited on stage to share a thought or whatever, mm-hmm. they get to hear you, they get to hear your voice. And so yeah. in that regard, it's kind of like a live audition then. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways it can. I think that a lot of the problems that people run into is when they start spending too much time on one particular social media outlet. So uh, yeah, one of the things that people were saying with Clubhouse was that it was it was entirely possible to spend your whole day there and just like lose yourself, right? What? But, people losing all of their time in social media? No, that doesn't happen, oh, does it? No, <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> And I think when it when it was first a thing, people never really understood that they need to put a time limit on their rooms. Like yeah. you could go into a room and that room would last and last and last and no one would want to close it. <laughs> Five hours later, you're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I gotta you know, get like, some lunch. Yeah. You think you're going there to support a friend in their 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 room. But, you know, you didn't know it was going to be the never ending room of doom. Right. Like. <laughs> And so, I mean, that's social media in its infancy, right? Yes. People are still trying to figure out how it actually works. And and so it sounds like that's starting to happen now. So we we have clubs, we have rooms. Mm -hmm. Some of them are just kind of casual chats. Some of them, it's almost more like, I don't know, like joining a seminar, webinar, like conference or something. Is that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Some of them can be that way. I think that uh, best practices wise, I think, first of all, you want to put a time limit on a room. You want to make sure people know how long it's going to last. That also will provide a little bit of FOMO so people will actually show up at the time. Ah, yes. Good old (laughs) Um, FOMO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but I think it's also important that uh, people realize that this is an interactive network. Its purpose is so that people can be there and interact with you or the people who are on the stage who are talking so they can ask questions, make comments. If you're going to like live stream your podcast, for instance, but you're not accepting any questions or comments from the audience, 
you're not going to have any people listening to you because they just aren't going to care, right? Like That's not what Clubhouse is for. You know what I mean? So I think it depends on what you're using it for. And webinars are okay, but they're only okay if after the webinar is done, you open it up to the floor. So there has to be an element of interaction and engagement. Exactly, yes. So I think you maybe just partially answered this question, but people flock to podcasts because there's something that you can take with you, right? I, I just recently had to go north to visit family, and, and, and that's a mm-hmm. nine-hour car ride. And so yeah. I was downloading episodes of the Tim Ferriss podcast because for anybody that knows Tim Ferriss, it's like an hour and a half to two and a half, up to three hours for his interviews. And the only mm-hmm. time I can ever listen to them is on a long drive. But <laughs> we, so we, we take them in the car. We take them in the gym. You know, we listen to podcasts when we're out for a walk. So because you are involved in both spaces, how do you see Clubhouse differing from podcasting? I see it as a supportive network. So it's a way for you to get feedback from your audience. It's a way for them to participate in what you might have in your next podcast, for instance. I don't think it's an alternative to podcasting, although you can record rooms as long as you let people know that you're recording it. And you can have a Q&A with a panel and then invite you know, Q&A from the audience and have that as an actual podcast. I, I fully intend to do that. I have a couple of recorded uh, rooms that I've done fairly recently that I do intend to make podcasts out of. So it can be similar to, but it is much more for the give and take, the interactive part of what a podcast could be, almost like a radio talk show. So it supports it. It doesn't replace it. I like the idea of the radio talk show. That that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That, like That's a great way to explain it. Now, interesting, you said that you have done some of these where you've you're recording the room and you're going to use them for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Is that a feature that's built into Clubhouse or do you have to record it externally or how do you, you let your audience know ahead of time this is what you're doing? How does that work? I think that the Clubhouse app itself, and I don't know for certain, but I don't think that it actually has a recording function on its own. There are a few tools that you can use to do that. I'm actually using Clubhouse on an app that I have on my desktop called Club Deck. So it's clubdeck.app. And in fact, uh, uh, Cheryl Holling and Anne Ganguza and I have a Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern room called Voices in Podcasting VIP, where we do talk about voiceovers and we talk about podcasting and where they meet in between. And we had the two guys that developed the Club Deck app in our hour-long discussion yesterday, actually. And they talked all about their application and how it works and why they made it and all of that sort of thing. And in their app, there is a function to record. So that really helps. I like the sounds of that, too. That actually, for podcasting, I mean, that sounds like a really smart way. It's almost like, you know, being on stage at VO Atlanta and being able to record the whole thing and flip it into a podcast episode or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not something that I intend to do every day, but I had, for instance, an audio branding specific Q&A with a bunch of people on the panel who were pretty well known in the space. And so I had a Q&A going with the panelists and then people came up from the audience. So it was a really great recording to have because it was very specific on the topic that my podcast is all about. So we're using it for education we're using it for social interaction using it as a as a resource for for you in your case for your podcast 
We're using it as a, a networking and marketing tool as well. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot more to this than what people may realize, I guess. Like I said from the beginning, I just didn't understand it. And, you know, before you and I started recording, I said, like, I don't have time for another social network. Like, I, I, I literally, like, I'm creating content for so many different networks at this point. I can't even imagine adding another one into the mix and finding time to add another one into the mix. Mm-hmm. And part of that was just, I just did not have a f- true understanding of Clubhouse and, and how it works and how I could make it work. Which yeah. It's really, it's interesting to learn this. So... Are there sessions, channels, people, et cetera, that you've most enjoyed following, learning from, attending, apart from the content that you're creating on the platform? Marcus has a bunch of stuff that he's doing uh, in there. I know that Club Pod is a thing for podcasters, and anyone who's associated with that creates rooms. They're usually pretty awesome. And yeah, there's a whole bunch that that I'll check out on a on a fairly regular basis. Honestly, when it comes to being on Clubhouse, I have very specific times that I'm on there. And usually it's for the rooms that I'm running. So I make sure that I am not spending every waking moment inside Clubhouse. You mean <laughs> this isn't becomes... like a Netflix binge? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I'm very careful about it. But I think if you use it in a a careful way and you are very conscious of the time that you spend there that it is entirely possible to use it in and among your other social media outlets without it being too overwhelming so you can join a room you can you can listen to a conversation that's happening and there is an element of interaction where you have the opportunity to ask questions you could potentially get invited to speak so that mm-hmm. you have, then you get to open your mic and and talk how would you suggest or how are you, if you're doing it, using it as a, a kind of a network marketing tool? Not where it's like, hey, I'm a voice actor. Do you have any voiceover work for me? But how yeah, do you yeah. get on the radar of some of these people then? Is it is it just sitting in the rooms and waiting for a chance to have a chance to speak? Uh, it can be. I think that you need to be very strategic about the rooms that you actually go into and are interested in. So if you sit in a room and you're interested in what they're talking about and you genuinely have a question that you want to ask or a comment you think is important they hear, then I think that that is a great way to raise your hand and then be brought up to the stage to speak your piece. But I think that if you are using it as just an outlet to let people hear your voice, people can tell. (laughs) Yeah. Like anything else, right? Yes. If you're just broadcasting a message or, you know, hey, I'm a voice actor. Do you have any voiceover work? That's not going to work. But having something to contribute. Yeah. Building a relationship, you know, contributing to the conversation. That makes that makes total sense. So for somebody who is brand new to Clubhouse like me, who (laughs) has no idea, give us some of your best tips for getting started on the platform. What do we need to know? What should we be looking for? What should we be trying to do? You know, should is there anything in particular we should be trying to participate in? That sort of thing. Well, I think uh, first thing that you need to do is, is you know, get your login, go in, have a look around, and just don't go on stages at all. Just go and listen to what's happening in the rooms that you're interested in and see how things work. So for the first week, you're going to have a little party hat on your icon. Nice. <laughs> and that just lets people know that you're new so that they can be patient with you. <laughs> yeah, so it's helpful. It's helpful. And people are very willing to help. 
But also know that if people are on stage and they're flashing their mic on and off, like muting and unmuting, muting and unmuting, that's the equivalent of clapping. That's what people do. Okay. And and when you're first brought onto the stage, your mic is hot, right? Like your mic is on. It's not muted. It's on. So the first thing you want to do when you're brought up onto a stage is mute your mic because you may not be called on immediately. And you'll want to make sure that you're not making noise that goes against anything else that's being discussed at the moment. So that is the clubhouse equivalent of the Zoom office meeting in your underwear when you stand up on camera yeah. accidentally. And yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good just tip. be careful. Yeah. Yeah. And no one wants to hear you go to the bathroom. Okay. I'm just saying that right now. Make sure your mic is muted. <laughs> and so as with all disclaimers, they are based on actual reality, yes. events that have occurred. So, yes, take note of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, but, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, I have not spent a lot of time on the app. I downloaded it so that I could get a little bit of a sense of it. But there is a room for just about everything you could possibly think of. That there was really the, is. That was the one thing that really impressed me was mm-hmm. you name it. You could find a room and and I jumped into a couple, you know, just kind of to get a a sense of it. And I guess that's where I thought like the I mentioned earlier, like seminar, webinar, conference type thing. And maybe that's not the best description, but that's it kind of felt like, okay, here's a collection of experts that are talking and I'm just going to listen and learn. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what made me think of the. You know, it's kind of like a conference setting almost. It can be like that. And I think it depends on who's at the who's on the stage and who's speaking and what their area of expertise is. You're going to find that some people that that a lot of people, when they have a room open and there are people on the stage and they're talking, they have a point to their talk. And so they're going to do that for a little while and then they'll open it up to the audience. So it might take just a little bit for them to open it up so that people can raise their hand and join the conversation. You know, it depends on the size of the room too. Like some of the really yep. small rooms, they'll just invite you up immediately because there's like nine people in the room. Yep. <laughs> and and to be clear, I mean, when I was listening in some of these rooms, I mean, I took some notes on some stuff, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's not like I don't mean to say it I don't want it to come across as a bad thing, like, oh, I'm just going to go sit in a conference and listen to somebody <laughs> preach to me. That's not what I meant. I just yeah. meant, you know, there's there's smart people that are talking about subjects that I found interesting. And so sure. I was sitting, listening to them talk about those subjects. I mean, at no point did I attempt to get invited on stage or anything because I would have inevitably done it wrong. Although, <laughs> not, not well, from you the know. bathroom, but now. <laughs> yeah, now you know. Now I've, now I've got a better understanding of, of how it works so that I can avoid that that awkwardness and embarrassment. <laughs> So I know that you're running several different rooms for several different purposes. So Mm -hmm. give us a rundown of what's a week in the clubhouse life of Jody Krangle look like. Usually I'm there twice a week. I'm there 2 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays and I talk about something to do with sound. I have a club called The Power of Sound. So if you join the club, you'll see what topic is on for that week. And it'll scroll through audio branding, podcasting, voice, and music. And we just discuss those on sort of a rotating basis, and I'll have experts join me up uh, on the stage as panelists. We'll have a discussion. We'll invite people to join us in the discussion and ask questions or make comments. And it's just an hour. You know, we make sure that it is it is timed. It's an hour. Uh, so that's Wednesdays at 2 p.m., and you can sort of check the calendar to see what topic is on for that week. 
Next week, I think, next Wednesday, we're talking about podcasting. So that should be a lot of fun. I have a regular crew now that joins me for that one. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Um, and then on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, Cheryl Halling and Anne Ganguza and myself, we have that Voices in Podcasting VIP room that we do. And that's just, again, an hour. And we just talk about anything to do with voiceover or podcasting and where they meet in the middle. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. I've been taking notes kind of as we've talked so that if I <laughs> – I'm still not convinced that I'm going to jump in. But but if I do, I want to have mm-hmm. a little bit of an idea. So sure. I, the setting time limits, I think, is a, is a big one. And I think Very that, important. <laughs> that goes both ways, right? Yes. That's, that's for the person that's running the room, but that's also for the person that's just there to – what do we say? Consume the content, right? If you're just going to listen or whatever, I can totally see, like, as I got listening to some of the conversations that I had jumped in on, I could totally see how I could, you know, blow three hours and be like, oh man, I just sat here listening to all this stuff for three hours. So time limits, certainly a a big part of it. I think it's easier to be a listener and and while away the hours because it's kind of like listening to a podcast almost because you can do other things while you're doing it um i can't because i do it on my desktop (laughs) um and i prefer it that way actually i i really don't like using my phone for all that much stuff i'm like an old timer i guess (laughs) so okay but that's an interesting point so you can you can do clubhouse on a computer it doesn't have to be on your phone Yes, exactly. And the reason why I love Club Deck so much is that it allows me to use the audio from my desktop. So I sound good when I'm in a room. As opposed to just talking on your phone. On your phone. You could literally yeah. set it up and do it from your booth if you wanted yes, to. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. No, right. I mean, I don't have to. I actually have a USB mic. I plug in a blue raspberry when I'm on club deck but it still sounds really good and usually better than most of the people in there (laughs) i was gonna say that would be the hardest part i think for only because of what we do for a living yeah that would be the hardest part is is sitting there listening to bad audio like i i find that even with certain podcasts right when i listen to podcasts and they're you know the interviewer maybe sounds great because they've Mm -hmm. got their setup but they've got somebody that's like calling in over the phone and the sound is terrible i'm like i can't listen to this this is stressing me out so yeah Okay, I get that. Uh, I I hear you. <laughs> the struggle is real. Yes, it is. Totally. The first world problems of voice actors who do <laughs> podcasting, judging all the rest of the world for their bad sound. So I'm intrigued. And I think hopefully anybody that hasn't checked it out will have a better understanding of, of how it works and how to get the most out of it. I think probably the biggest thing, like with any social network, is just being really strategic about what kind of content that you want to engage with, right? Yes. Not just, I always get in trouble when I say this because people think that I'm being nasty. Just don't go connect with all the other voice actors. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like there's, like you said about Mark Gus running a room, right? There's opportunities to learn, of course, Mm -hmm. learning from your craft. But man, it's good to get outside of that bubble every once in a while, right? Yeah, I I like... I like talking with my fellow voice actors because I know that they know what it's like, you know, so yeah. we can commiserate. Yes. <laughs> we, we understand each other. Of course. But at the, at the same time, it is kind of like talking in an echo chamber. <laughs> yes. You, you, it's hard to learn anything new. And yes. I yeah. saw rooms on, on with entrepreneurs. I saw mm-hmm. rooms that were for marketing, that were for sales. I saw rooms. The one that I was listening to was a one that was talking all about mindset, which is a, a huge yeah. subject that I'm fascinated by. And so mm-hmm. just... You know, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like auditing 
college classes or something. I don't know, like that maybe and maybe not all of them are that good, but the stuff that I was sitting in and listening to, certainly there were some things to learn. And so I think that's one of the big things is use it to connect and hone your craft if you want to, but don't be afraid to venture into some other things, learn some other things. And that's where I think the real networking potential comes, right? Definitely. Yeah. And one of the other things to keep in mind is because this is only audio, you can listen while you're doing other things. Yeah. Right. That That's the cool thing about podcasts. It's the cool thing about listening to a radio show. Audio really allows us that freedom to move about as we want and do what we want while we're listening. You may not want to do that while you're on stage. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're auditing a room and you're interested in the subject, you could be, you know, washing your dishes or, you know, having a walk, right, at the same time. And that's where it is kind of like podcasting then. Yeah. Because it, it allows you the ability to consume it at your convenience. Mm-hmm. Right on. Okay, so Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, the power of Sound Club, and then Thursdays at 2 o'clock, it's you and Cheryl and Anne talking about podcasting. So I will throw that information in the show notes. Clubdeck.app, that was the app that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I will throw that in the show notes as well. And if anybody wants to get connected with you through social media, whatever, find your website, all that sort of stuff, give, give me the rundown of where we can find you. (laughs) <laughs> sure. Uh, well, the voiceover website is at voiceoversandvocals.com. And the podcast, Audio Branding, is at audiobrandingpodcast.com. And I'm Jody Krangle on any social media. Although, <laughs> as we discussed a little bit before, I think we went on air, uh, I am not on TikTok and I am not on Instagram. <laughs> Nobody needs to see me dance. <laughs> I know Me that, either. I know that TikTok <laughs> has gone beyond that now, yes, but, but yeah. still, that, that's all I see on TikTok <laughs> yeah. in my Instagram feed, which is even more confounding to me, oh. but I'm like, yeah, no, nobody, nobody needs to no see one me needs dance. That. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. I feel safe, at least in Clubhouse, I feel safe on the audio side. Yes. I don't have to yeah. worry about any awkward Zoom camera moments or anything like that. Definitely but. great for us voice actors, yes. <laughs> Well, Jody, thank you so much. Are there any final tips or pieces of advice that you would have for somebody? Or is it just download the app, sign up, play around, see what you can find? Uh, I think that is good advice. I would say limit your time um, because it will get away with you if you let it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then if you decide to make it a regular part of your social media empire, Uh, I would say make sure that you are limiting it to certain times of the day and for certain amounts of time. My social media empire. Yeah. I like the way that sounds. We all have one, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) I am totally having a pinky in the brain taking over (laughs) the world moment Uh right now. Like that's, that's, which probably dates me as well, you know, going back to banner ads and GeoCities. Yeah, well, I'm right there with you. All right, Jody. Well, thank you so much for your time and for the uh, the wisdom that you've shared with us. And uh, hopefully a few more people will be encouraged to give Clubhouse a try. I might even be one of them now. Sure. Happy to help. There's a lot going on on Clubhouse. A lot more than I ever truly realized in the beginning. And I think that it is a social network that provides uh, a unique take on things. I think that there are ways that you can absolutely use it for voiceover marketing, for Expanding your network for finding some potential leads and maybe opening up the door to some new clients as well. Obviously, there's an educational component to this in not only honing your craft, but learning some other things from outside of the voiceover sphere. Sitting in and 
auditing a room that is talking about entrepreneurship or sales or marketing or mindset or all of this. So if you've never given Clubhouse consideration before, maybe this is your opportunity to jump on board, give it a shot and see whether or not there's some things that you can learn and some ways that you can use the network. I hope you've enjoyed this interview. If you have, please take a moment to let me know that you're listening, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Mark Scott. I'd love to know that you are listening. Don't ever miss one of these episodes. You can check them all out in the archives at vopreneur.com or of course, wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The VoiceAM player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com/markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesam.com/markscott. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.